Good morning, PT. It's good to be in the presence of the Lord again. I just want to open up to say, uh, for those of you who are wondering, hey, what is Bishop reading these days? Well, I'm reading three books right now. In fact, I'm almost finished with two of them. One of them is called White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. Uh, the other one is Be the Bridge by Latasha Morrison. That's a very good book. That's written by a Christian. Uh, not that the other book is not good, uh, not written by a Christian, but they're both very good books. Uh, and Forgotten God, which, which is written by uh, Francis Chan. And that book is an interesting book, Forgotten God, because it's really talking about how we have forgotten about the Holy Spirit. So I want to encourage you, if you're looking for reading material for this uh, summer, those are three good books. Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20, verses 1 two, three, and four, and this is uh, reading from the New King James Version. It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them, besides the Ammonites, came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, a great multitude is coming against you. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim the fast throughout all of Judah. Verse four, so Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord and from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. I wanna to speak to you on the subject, your undivided attention, please. Your undivided attention, please. Father, right now, I pray that you will speak to our hearts Open our eyes, Lord, that we may behold, as the writer Psalm said, Psalm 119, verse 18. Open our eyes that we may behold wondrous things out of your law. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, uh, last week, uh, Dr. Irvin said that there were four things that you need, or four keys that you need to raise in children. So here is the question for those of you who are children that is 17 years old and under. What are the four things that Dr. Irvin mentioned as keys to raising children? Now, the, the four things begin with Bs. One of them is balls, B-L-B-A-L-L-S, as in basketball, football, baseball, et cetera. One of them is balls. The other three begin with Bs. So email as soon as possible that you get the answer because again, as I said, we will be sending out gift cards to the top, or to the first two who answer the question. Now, let's get to this word. Um, after this, after this, it happened after this. It happened after this. Now, as I'm looking at this chapter, I, I ask myself as, I, as, this, as we swing into uh, verse 1 of chapter 20 of Second Chronicles, when he writes, it happened after this, I'm, I'm wondering, well, what, what is this that he's talking about? And I discovered that you have to go back to chapter 19, and I like what Dr. Irvin taught at Bible's class, and that is, a Bible study, and that is, don't just pull a scripture out of, uh, you know, out of its chapter, like he was referring to in uh, Second Chronic, Second Corinthians chapter five, 
And when he's talking about verses, I think it's 17 to 19, be reconciled to Christ. And he talked about reading the whole chapter, chapter 5, so you can get the context. When we look at 2 Chronicles chapter 20, when it starts out with verse 1, uh, again, it happened after this. I went, to verse, I went back to chapter 19 to figure out what did he mean by it happened after this. What is the this? Well, chapter 19 speaks of the whole chapter. It's 11 verses, so read it for yourself. It deals with the reforms that King Jehoshaphat made to the nation of Judah, the reforms to get Judah aligned with the purposes and plan of God. Now, as you know, I believe that names are prophetic. And the name Jehoshaphat is a Hebrew name, and it means Jehovah or the Lord has judged. Again, the name Jehoshaphat means the Lord has judged. The word judge simply means to administer justice. Oh my goodness. Isn't it wonderful that even though we picked the theme for our year 2020, uh, it is the year to believe. Isn't it interesting that this theme believe is also within the context of justice because Jehoshaphat's name means the Lord has judged or and judge means to administer justice. In other words, a judge is an officer who is charged with the administration of justice. Again, a judge is an officer who's charged with the duty of administering justice. Now, when I looked up the word justice, because we, we hear those words so often, social justice, I want justice, people are marching in the street, I want justice, and rightfully so, but I, 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 I wanna give us a working definition of the word justice. Again, there are many other definitions, but when, if you're wondering what Bishop Brian Green, the working definition that he's going to use with justice, for the word justice, it's this. The etymology of the word justice means the quality of being fair, or it also means conformity to the truth. Again, justice. The quality of being fair or conformity to the truth. Uh, conformity to truth. Now, the Hebrew word justice in this text, it, it, is, it is a word that means, uh, one of the definitions of the word justice in Hebrew is uh, the word rectitude. Rectitude, like there's altitude, there's longitude, there's, this is rectitude. And rectitude means, stay with me now, it means rightness of conduct rightness of conduct. So justice in the Hebrew means rightness of conduct. Now the word conduct, con meaning with, and um, dukio, or duck meaning to lead. So justice here means leading with what is right. When we think of justice, it means leading with what is right. Well, what is right? Psalm 33, verse 4, in the King James Version says, the word of the Lord, the Bible, the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. The word of the Lord is right. 
and all his works are done in truth. So again, when we're thinking about justice, we're talking about the fact that God wants things to conform to truth. God wants things to conform with his word. He will magnify his word above his name. Uh, so here's the point I'm making. God is always going to do what's right, but not always what's fair. Ah, my goodness. God will always do what's right, but he may not do what's fair. See, in our minds, we think that to, to bring justice means to bring fairness. The, and so the word fair here simply means to make, to make equal. We, and so we, in our minds, we, when we're thinking about that's not fair, there's something in our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. There's something in our hearts that, that gets anger, angry when, in our minds, things are not fair. Things are not equal. So, for example, when we were children and maybe your parents were passing out uh, Skittles or jelly beans or Good and Plenty or, or, or Lifesavers and one child got three and another child got one and the child who got one said, that's not fair. That's not fair. And you, and you would explain, well, he's your older brother. He's, he's three years older than you, so the older gets more. And you're like, no, 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 no. That's not fair. That's not equal. So in, in our hearts, we think justice is fairness. Justice is not fairness in the eyes of God. Justice is what he thinks is right. Oh, my I, I wish I could work a lot more on that, but we'll talk about that another time. You, you need to understand how God thinks about justice. People are starving in other parts of the world. That's not fair. That's not equal. And are you saying it's right? No. What I'm saying is that we are to do what is right in the eyes of God, which is to feed the hungry, but it does not mean that every, mm, does not mean that every person who is hungry is going to have the same amount of food I have. That's, that would be fair. That would be fair. So please get out of your mind that things have got to be equal. Now at, mm, now there may be times that God will make things equal. Black man and white man should be equal. But my point is, if you're looking for things to constantly be equal, you need and I need to first say, God, not what's fair, because everything is fair in different people's eyes. But Lord, this is, this is the measuring stick. What is right? Now, if you remember our banner, our 2020 banner, and the theme is believe, just to remind you as we're halfway through this year. And, and so when I'm thinking about uh, believe, and I thought, and sometimes when God gives you these themes, you're thinking about, okay, uh, believe for more things. And what the Lord was sharing with me as I was before him, he said, Brian, it's not about believing about getting your dream, although that may be, may be nice. It's not about believing that you're going to get more stuff from me, I'm going to enlarge your territory, your sphere of influence. I'm going to do stuff for you. I'm going to do stuff for the church. But the Lord said 
to me, Brian, I need Pentecostal Tabernacle to believe that my hand is working in the lives of this church. Are you hearing me? So that we will be one of God's agents of justice. Again, remember I had the glove two weeks ago. We need, we are believing that God is going to put his hand in our lives so that we become the glove or the agent of God to bring justice. What is justice again? Justice is conformity to the truth or to truth or conformity to the word of God. Isn't it interesting that of all the words that Jesus uses to, to make a declaration of himself, he says, I am the way, I am the fairness, and I am the life. No, he said, I am the way, I am the truth, and the life. Jesus says in John 17, verse 17, sanctify them by thy truth. Your word is truth. God is conforming everything to his word. So he says, after this, after this. Well, let's look at what he means by after this, because I said that chapter, thir- chapter 19 is about uh, Jehoshaphat bringing reform to the government and fairness. So let's read some of the things that Jehoshaphat did and declared. He says uh, in verses 4 through 9, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation, it says, Jehoshaphat went among the people, encouraging the people to return to the Lord. Return to the Lord. Again, my, the title of my sermon is Your Undivided Attention, Please. Verse 5, he appointed, Jehoshaphat appointed judges throughout the nation, and he said to them, always think carefully before pronouncing judgment. Think carefully before you allow words to come out of your mouth because death and life are in the power of the tongue. Oh my goodness, that's a good word right there. He says, remember, verse 6, remember that you do not judge to please people, but to please the Lord. We have got to be careful not to be caught up in what's going on in society. That there should be a difference between us who are black believers and believers in the world. Though we may have some things similar, we are different people. And God needs us as black believers in Christ to lead the reformation that he wants to bring in the United States. And we can't bring that if we're not speaking and spending time in God's presence and in his word. That's what makes us different. Every, every, God has been opening up amazing doors for me in the, uh, uh, to speak in, in, the, in the city, to, to speak in different venues. And my first thing is, God, you open the door. What do you want me to do? Mm. He says, he goes on and says, you don't please people. You just to please the Lord. The Lord will be with you when you render the verdict in each case. My God, the verdict in each case. The word verdict 
V-E-R, which means truth. So we get our word veracity, V-E-R, truth, and, and, and dict, D-I-C-T, as in the word dictation, it means to speak. So it says here, the Lord, when you render speaking the truth, in every case, the Lord will be with you. Some of you may be frustrated about why isn't God moving? Why isn't God bringing justice? Here's the question. Are you speaking the truth or are you just speaking what comes out of your heart? Because sometimes what comes out of your heart may be discouragement, disappointment, frustration, anger, ticked off. But God is not backing up what comes out of your heart. Oh, my goodness. He's backing up what comes out of his heart. And the only way you and I can get the heart of God is that we must spend time with the Lord. Amen. That's a good word right here. Oh, now this is where I want to get to. Fear the Lord. This is Jehoshaphat. He's, this is how you're bringing reformation. Fear the Lord and judge with integrity for the Lord. Judge with integrity for the Lord. Judge with integrity for the Lord. Our God does not tolerate perverted justice. You, verse 9, must always act in fear of the Lord with faithfulness and an undivided heart. So, Bishop, what is the point of all this? What is the point of all this? The Lord is saying we, we must act with fear, that is respect from the, of the Lord. Uh, Brother Edozi shared uh, at Fan into Flames at the beginning of the year about what the fear of the Lord looks like. Um, and we must always serve him with faithfulness, watch this, and an undivided heart. An undivided heart. Serve the Lord with integrity. Holy Spirit. Serve the Lord with integrity. Serve the Lord with integrity. Help Jesus. Serve the Lord with integrity. Why, why do you keep repeating this? Because I need the Father to speak to our hearts about serving the Lord with integrity. You, 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 are you saying that I am not a person with integrity, that I'm not an honest person? No, 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 no. The word integrity is derived, it, it is, it's derived from a mathematical term, integer, integer. Well, what is an integer? An integer is a whole number. Oh, you're speaking, Holy Spirit. It is a whole number. So one is an integer. Three is an integer. Eight is an integer. 3,000 is an integer. But then there's numbers like two and a half. That's not an integer. Oh my goodness, you better preach, brother. That is a fraction. So what is God saying? God is saying that you can't serve me correctly when, when your heart is fractured. And many of us are responding to all that's going on with fractured hearts. You, you can see it, you can see it among people when 
the brokenness of humanity when, when of course, the whole coronavirus and, and people in their hearts are saying, I'm not wearing a mask. I don't care what the government says. I don't care if it endangers people around me. I don't care if it will hurt grandma and grandpa. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. That is a rebellious, fractured, broken heart. We, here's, here's what frightens me about our church. We don't realize the depth of our brokenness. And so what happens is that we, we speak things, and watch this, and we administer justice when we don't even know really what is the heart of God for this situation. So how do I avoid being perverted in my justice. And, and I know we think of pervert as something that is sexual. The word pervert simply mean, per means to turn from, or to turn, sorry, per means away from, and vert means to turn. So a pervert, or to pervert means to turn away from. Turn away from what? Turn away from the things of God. Turn away from the ways of God. Proverbs says there is a way that seems right to man, but the end of that way leads to destruction. In other words, there is a way that God wants us to go, but we can become perverted in our hearts because our hearts are judging from being fractured. Oh, come on, we all know the term, hurt people hurt people. Many times... You, you, you encounter somebody who's angry and you respond to their anger instead of saying, wait a minute, because of their brokenness, because of their divided heart, they're responding to you. And it does you no good to respond back with the same anger. So how do I avoid having perverted judgments, perverted decisions? He says it here. Number one, verse seven, fear the Lord. Number two, verse, uh, verse nine, he says, uh, serve the Lord or serve, serve the Lord, for, serve him with faithfulness. And number three, and with an undivided heart, meaning fractured, fractures healed. How do I avoid making wrong decisions? Fear the Lord. Proverbs 1, verse seven says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Have a healthy respect for the Lord. That's how you, that's how you make sure you don't make the wrong decisions. Second Samuel chapter five, read it. Every time Dave was about to move, he said he inquired of the Lord. He was required to inquire, should I go up? And God would give him direction. Number two, how will I make sure that my judgment is not perverted? My judgment is not turned from the right way. I need to be faithful. I need to be full of faith. Faithful to who? Faithful to God. Faithful to the things of God. Faithful to the things that God tells me to be faithful to. In, in my instance, I'm faithful to my wife. I'm faithful to my children. I'm faithful. I'm trying to be a faithful servant to this congregation. I'm trying to be a faithful servant to God. I want to be loyal. I want to be dependable. Are you dependable? And then finally, and this is the tough part, and this is why many of us went to uh, FFI, uh, 
We, we, Jesus, wonderful counselor, blessing generations, overcoming anger, uh, all uh, uh, transformative hearts, all of these things. God's saying you need to get your fractures healed. Some of you going into marriage and, 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 and haven't had your heart healed. Coming into marriage with daddy issues, coming into marriage with mommy issues, coming into, coming into relationships with, with, with anger issues, anxiety issues. Well, Bishop, what should I do? I'm telling you, this is what I'm telling you to do. I'm telling you that God wants your undivided attention. What does that mean? Matthew 6.33, the first scripture that I taught you to memorize in Bible study, but seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you as well. It's got to be the kingdom. So here's a question, and I'm ending early because I want to give you some time to ask the Lord, where has my heart been divided? Lord, where has my heart been divided? Where, mm, Holy Spirit, where has my heart been distracted? Father, show us right now. Where has our heart been distracted? I saw something on the news where it says the, for the first time, and it might be history, I don't know, but it's a long time where, where all the judges, all judge positions, all 200 judge positions have been filled. All of them have been filled by, of course, Mitch McConnell. And they said, to put it in perspective, where Trump, sorry, there's more than 200, Trump, where, where Donald Trump filled 200 positions, 200 judgeships were, were filled by Mitch McConnell and, Don, and Donald Trump in, in four years. Are you, are you, in four years. Oh, Barack Obama, because the Republicans fought him so much in eight years, Barack Obama only filled 50 judge positions. Now you tell me, is that fair? One person has been president for, for eight years. He only gets to fill 50 positions. Another person has been in position three and a half years, and he filled 200. And I was starting to get angry. I was, I, I was starting to blow my top. And the Lord said, you're being distracted, Brian. You're being distracted. Spend time with me and get your heart aligned with what I think is right. No, it's not fair, but I'm the judge who takes care of things that are right. Come on, let's bow our heads right now. Holy Spirit, speak to my heart. Father, would you show us, would you show us where we've been distracted would you show us where our hearts have been divided? Like Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 3, the Bible says that when Jehoshaphat heard this great enemy coming against him, 
the Bible says he began to fear. In other words, his heart became divided between faith in you and fear. When we read about all the things you did for Jehoshaphat, how could he allow himself to fear? So Jehoshaphat began to seek you and you brought integrity, you brought wholeness back to his heart so that his heart was full of faith. Oh God, I pray, show us, where have we been distracted? Has it been the coronavirus? Has it been the racist virus? Has it been the economy and what's going on? Where have our hearts become full of fear instead of full of faith? Would you show us, Father? Speak to every child, speak to every adult, Holy Spirit. Father, I pray that long after this sermon is over, when Monday morning comes and we try to go along our way, Holy Spirit, I want you, whether we're in our car, whether we're, whether we're walking or riding a bike, tap us on the shoulder of our hearts and say, I'm asking you for your undivided attention. Where's your heart? I cannot use you if your heart is not focused on me and my agenda. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I want to close this out with a blessing. And before I bless you, I'm going to say something that, that the Lord put on my heart. Just because he put it on my heart doesn't mean it's going to happen. But I want to pronounce a, a priestly blessing on you. I've never done this before, what I'm about to say to you. But I... I I, be, I believe the Lord told me, okay, and you can join me if you want to. Again, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying that I really believe the Lord told me. And I'm going to ask the social justice prayer group that meets at one o'clock. I'm going to ask you if just one time. If you want to keep it on the prayer list, that's fine. But just one time, I want you to pray this prayer. I, I'm, I believe, I am praying that God would allow Vice President or former Vice President Joe Biden to pick a black female for Vice President. I, I really feel that that will bring the kind of healing our nation uh, needs. I think that black women have been undervalued. We're hearing a lot about George Floyd and uh, Ahmaud Arbery. We don't hear much about Brianna and women who have been uh, killed by police officers. And, and we haven't heard about a lot about violence against women. And I really feel that, I really feel that God, this is just me, okay? I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but I feel, I, I sense, that 
that God would want a black female to be the vice president. And so for me, I am praying from this moment on, I'm, I'm praying that God would choose, if he is gonna choose a black female, that he would also choose the right one. There are many fantastic, uh, well-qualified black women who can serve in the office of vice president of this country. And so I'm asking God to choose the right person. If you, if, if you halfway agree with me, just put your thumbs up for that one. Amen. Let me bless you. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May he look after you, shield you, defend you, and take care of you. May the Lord make his face shine, grin, and beam, and show his pleasure on you. May the Lord be gracious, kind-hearted, pleasant, and compassionate to you. May the Lord show you his favor that will promote you, appreciate you, support you, side with you as you side with him. And finally, may the Lord give you his shalom, his peace, his rest, his harmony, his calmness, his composure, his prosperity, his success. And may the Lord remove anything that causes agitation or discord with your divine purpose and destiny for your life. And from me, Lord, may you choose a black female to be the vice president candidate to Joe Biden. I'm asking you that, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everybody say, besides the prayer requests, I receive that blessing. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. We hope that this service was a blessing. We want you to know that we are here for you. If you desire for us to pray with you, please call 617-863-2273 or you can submit a written prayer request by visiting ptspice.org forward slash prayer. A member of our prayer team will gladly contact you. Have a blessed day.